Welcome to the Vitality Radio Podcast, your source for the truth about health, wellness, and real alternatives to drugs, surgeries, and the status quo of healthcare. Here, you'll find information that empowers you to take control of your health. But it's not just about health and wellness, it's about the politics of healthcare and protecting your health freedom. Now, here's your host, Jared St. Clair. Hello and welcome to Vitality Radio. I'm your host each and every week. My name is Jared St. Clair, and every October we have something here in Utah called the Your Health Freedom Symposium. And this year we're doing things a little bit differently. The last two years I've uh, gotten to know many of the speakers at this event and invited them to come on the show after the fact. This year I decided I'd uh, be a little more proactive and get them to come on the show prior to the event. And frankly, I'll just be really honest with you about what I'm trying to do here. I want to encourage you to come to your Health Freedom Symposium because it's amazing. I tell people this all the time. It's like it's it's right there with Christmas for me. I know it sounds hilarious, but I love this event. I love the voices that are always at this event. I love speaking at this event. I love the amazing people that come to the symposium to listen and learn and become more empowered to take charge of their own health and their health freedom. And of course, with all that's happened over the last few years, there's a lot of need uh, for that empowerment. And so today I want to introduce to you someone who I've just gotten to know myself a little bit over the last few minutes before we hit record, who I'm really excited to interview today because I think what she is doing is incredibly necessary and, and quite a bold endeavor. And I'm really excited to to, to hear about it myself, and I'm excited for you to hear about it. And if you're not in Utah, that's okay, because what she has to offer uh, is available to you wherever you are. And uh, so today, without any further ado, I'd like to welcome Priscilla Romans to Vitality Radio. Priscilla, thanks for joining me. Yeah, thank you so much, Jared. I am so excited to actually uh, come to Utah for my first time and meet everybody that's going to be at this Your Health Freedom Symposium. I think it's going to be phenomenal. There's amazing speakers. I'm excited to meet you in person, too, and meet a lot of the other great speakers there. I, the, just It's exciting to know, even in the state of Utah, there are people who believe in medical freedom. So I'm, I'm really excited. We got some big uh, freedom fighters here in Utah, and of course, you're in Texas now, uh, not where you where you started, but Texas is m- very much a freedom loving uh, state as well. And and Utah was an, it was a mixed bag during COVID for sure. Uh, politically, it wasn't great, uh, but we what I learned living here and seeing how things transpired is that I had a lot more neighbors. Uh, than I ever knew that uh, value health freedom in ways that I I didn't realize before. And I was opened up to a very, a a much more broad community than I thought existed here in this state. So it was cool. And and, uh, with this podcast, I've found that there are pockets of people that uh, believe like we do all over this wonderful country. And it's really just a matter of uniting and getting our voices together and and, uh, doing what's right for, for our families and our friends and relatives and trying to get this word out to as many people as possible. Mm-hmm. So we don't have, I imagine I could talk to you for a long, long time. We have about <laughs> a half an hour. Uh, so I want to cut to it here, but you yeah. started something called Graith Care. That's G-R-A-I-T-H. 
I believe that is a combination of your two daughters' names. It is. Right? Grace it and is. Faith. Grace, Grace and Faith. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Uh, and uh, Grace Care is uh, something that you, uh, you're the founder and CEO, but it's a relatively new endeavor. Tell us about it. Yeah. So actually, Grace Care, um, my husband thought of the name, not me. I can't claim it. Um, but my husband's super supportive. Um, I'm a nurse um, background, and I've worked in the healthcare system for a long time. Um, I started out actually as a pediatric intensive care unit nurse at the bedside, uh, working with the smallest of the small babies that would come back with open heart surgery. You could see their heart beating, the sickest of the sick. And um, my heart for nursing is, um, it really is legacy for me. Uh, My grandmother, she was uh, a Lieutenant Army nurse and took care of my grandfather in the Battle of the Bulge as he was wounded. So, uh, you know, way back in the Battle of the Bulge, they were fighting for freedom. Um, My grandmother is a nurse, and people can actually check out our legacy um, on the Grave Care website so people can get familiar with who we are and and why exactly, um, what kind of came about, you know, in my feelings um, for medical freedom. So my nursing role kind of went on to leadership roles, and um, in senior leadership roles throughout the healthcare system, I've ran hospice uh, programs, I've ran population health programs, insurance side, um, as well as uh, waste, fraud, and abuse. Um, my last mm. uh, corporate job was I ran 29 state Medicaid programs for waste, fraud, and abuse in, um, you know, for state governments. You can imagine how much fun that was dealing with uh, state governments. Um <laughs> And um, also uh, helped out with the World Trade Center, the uh, work comp, which was a very large 9-11. You know, we're coming up on 9-11 again. What what we did for those people to um, navigate the system. And I got frustrated in the corporate world going, man, I know so much. There is so much more these people have got to know. But I was always blocked as the things that I could say and do in the corporate world, right? I, yeah. I had to kind of toe the line, not say certain things. Um, and I just could no longer handle it. And about six months prior to March of 2020, when I launched Grave Care, um, I woke up every day just, I had that that feeling. And I believe it was God telling me, there's something more you should do with your talent. You know how to help people. You know how to to create and innovate and bring people together and find things that other people can't. And so, um, I don't know, out of all years, all months, um, March of 2020, not knowing what the following few years, um, up to here, 2023, we're going to be, um, you know, we launched Grave Care and the word Grave, not only is it my two girls names, Grace and Faith put in one, but Grave means to prepare and make ready. So I launched Grave Care as an independent patient advocacy business. And what this means is anybody that has healthcare questions, needs, not for sure what to do, anywhere from medical bill questions, insurance questions, to their newborn baby, to maybe they don't want to have any more vaccines for their children. How do they make that decision? How do they communicate with their doctor? Um, we've had to actually life flight people out of the hospital um, during all of this because they wanted better care. They weren't receiving the care they thought they deserved. And we had to 
literally have an extraction and get them out safely with a good plan of care with medical doctors who actually could care for them. So it doesn't matter what the need is, where you're at, what age you are, or wherever you're at globally, because we have helped people in all 50 states, over 10 different countries now. We just added on Israel and Sweden. Um, here in the last couple of weeks, they, people called us and said, I'm from Israel. I've got these problems. I need help. What can we do? Because I like people are really feeling hopeless. And what we want to do is we want to empower people to know there are things that they can actually do themselves to get their health in line. There is hope out there. I mean, when you see people no longer have cancer, no longer have autoimmune issues, they're coming off their medications, they're sleeping better at life. It is awesome. It is exactly what I wanted to do with patient advocacy. So we have a team of over 20 different types of advocates, meaning nurse backgrounds and ICU backgrounds, NICU, PICU, insurance, holistic nutritionists, you name it, physical therapy, occupational therapy. We have it. We have somebody. So we're kind of like um, the best dating system for your healthcare, right? <laughs> so, um, you know, we're not match.com, we're greatcare.com and we are matching people up with the best fit advocate for their needs. So we do a matchmaking. When people call us, we say, tell us, what do you need? What type of advocate do you need? And then we go to work. Wow. That is really incredible. I, you know, I read a little bit about um, what you're doing before I went to your website for a few minutes, uh, talked to Kristen Chevrier, who of course puts on this amazing event that we're both going to be speaking at. And I, it immediately resonated with me as something that was needed. But frankly, I didn't look uh, enough into the story to realize when you started it. Uh, I anticipated that it was a response to what was happening during COVID, but you actually hit it up right about at the beginning of this whole craziness, which is incredible. And I would say um, probably uh, some inspiration uh, in place there for sure. Uh, so I am, it's an interesting thing because there are a very, I would say there's a pretty wide range of people uh, in terms of what they understand about kind of you know, what's happening in hospitals, uh, what's happening with healthcare, um, how uh, our freedoms are being restricted, uh, in, and how people are being uh, sometimes forced into or, or seemingly forced into, um, I guess you could call it care, but care maybe that they don't want to receive. Mm -hmm. um, can you maybe give us some examples of some of the things that you've witnessed and why what you're doing um, has a place and a role in what's happening here in America and beyond? Yeah, so let's just talk that that hospital situation. When I go and speak at places, I'll ask the crowd, "Hey, are you afraid to go to the hospital?" And everybody raises their hand. <laughs> yes, I am afraid. And yeah. for me, as a background in intensive care, see, I don't get scared. I don't get afraid because I know the language of the system and I know how to work it. And that's kind of what we are for people. We're that backbone. And one of our clients recently, um, last week, I'll give you, I'll give you a couple examples. I'll give you a baby example. I'll give you a, a COVID hospital example, and then a recent hospital visit that we actually just got in last week. Somebody called us late at night, after ten o'clock, said, "Hey, I'm in the emergency room. Can I get an advocate?" Yes. So our intake team got them up and going with an advocate, and the, she was in the in the emergency room triage. She wasn't bleeding. She wasn't having a heart attack. Her only complaint was, 
My stomach hurts so bad. I think maybe I have to have a stool. There's, I, I haven't had one for days. I feel miserable. I can't eat. I'm vomiting. She was, she was scared. She goes, but I just need an advocate because I'm afraid they're going to give me something that I don't want. And I don't even know what I don't want, but I need somebody that knows. So can I have an advocate while I'm, in, while I'm here? Yep. Yep. The advocate can be on the phone with you. The advocate talked to the doctor. The advocate said, when the doctor started saying, all right, we're going to give you this medication. We're going to send you for this test. We're going to do this lab. She was beyond herself. She had never dealt with anything like this. She was so scared. And she's like, she was asking the advocate, can, can they give that to me? Is that okay? If they give that to me, is it going to hurt me? Is, does that make sense what the doctor's saying? Why is the doctor telling me that, right? Mm-hmm. So we can interpret And for her, what we said is, look, based off of what you're telling us, here's the four things that we need to make sure the doctor does right away. We gave her the the labs that the doctor should do. We gave her the medications that the doctor should prescribe. And we gave her the diagnostics that should get done. You know what that did to her? It changed everything because she was back in the driver's seat of her health. She knew what to expect. She knew what she wanted to ask right? Yeah. She was no longer in the fear mode. She's like, oh, that's it? Yeah. So the advocate texted her and said, all right, you've got a game plan. When the doctor comes into the room, you can call me in. I'll be here. At midnight, the doctor came back in. This is an emergency room. Right. He called the advocate and said, I don't know what the doctor's saying. Can I just have you on speaker? Yep. The advocate and the doctor talked. They had a five-minute conversation because we understand what they're getting at. We understand what's happening. We're like, yeah. Well, this individual was more sick than just regular belly bowel issues. I mean, she had fluid in her belly that they had to tap off four liters of fluid. Oh, wow. She she has potentially met metastatic cancer um, that has spread through her body, probably started in the ovarian area. She was not vaccinated, Right. But these are things, these are, she was, she had, she went for belly pain and her world is turned upside down. But when we talked to her to follow up, she goes, you guys are my backbone. I, I'm not fearful. I know exactly what I'm going to do. And even if it is cancer, even if it is the worst of the worst, guess what we gave her? We gave her a roadmap to say, if it is good news, we know how to handle that. We know things that you can do, whether it's traditional or whether it's alternative, or if it's a combination of the two. Because in my mind, as a nurse background and a patient advocate now, why can't we do it all? Why can't we find the patient protocol and do that? That's what we dig and find, right? And so even with some of these God complex doctors that walk into the room and the doctor goes, well, it looks like you probably got cancer. You probably got a couple months. And you're probably going to need up to 18 weeks of chemo. Without us prepping her and making sure she uh, and making sure she understood the decisions she could make, that she doesn't have to do those things if she doesn't want to, and there are other options. Think what that does to somebody in that circumstance that has no clue about how to handle this on their her own. And you know her husband, her husband's sitting there, scared to death that he that something is going on with his wife. Him going, I don't even know. And most men, they go, 
uh, freeze. This isn't me. I'm walking out of here. I got to go. I got to go take a breath. Engaging it in what is actually happening, helping support her, helping her walk through those next steps. So that was a recent scenario. Other scenarios, we just, and there's a couple stories on our Great Care um, website, which your listeners need to go to G-R-A-I-T-H-C-A-R-E.com. All right, there's two stories. Now, I have a baby podcast. There's a podcast on there. I'm just doing testimonials and stories so people can listen to some of these stories. There's two recent on there. One is a baby story, Charlotte and baby Aurora. Mom came to us in December. Mom, single mom, she um, was really struggling. Mom, uh, mom got told that her baby had a heart defect. Mom went went down the road really quickly and goes, what do you mean my baby has a heart defect? She was pregnant at the time. Doctor goes, well, once baby's born, baby's going to have to have an open heart surgery. Now, she was very awake going, wait a minute. I, I Is the baby going to have to have blood? Her one concern was blood. Will my baby have to have blood? Because... I don't know if I want the blood right now for my baby Mm -hmm. because I don't know what's in the blood. That was her one question she called us about. Well, we went to work. And not only did we find her a pediatric surgeon that could do the open heart surgery for the baby's two heart defects, but we got her a bloodless surgery option. Baby just had bloodless surgery in the state of California, which is a miracle alone. And we got the mom exactly what the baby needs needed. And we helped walk her through those next steps. Baby's seven months old. Baby's doing great. We just cut part two of her story. Baby Aurora is looking amazing, but that gives people options. So they go, whoa, well, you mean I have the option to not have blood? Yeah, there is an option. Now I'm going to, I'm going to tell people it's not a drive-through. This isn't like going through a drive-through going, Hey, I need bloodless surgery. There's several steps that you need to know how to do. And that's exactly why you have a patient advocate that has a backbone to go figure out whatever you need. Then we go, now we go take those next steps. And we'll even tell you, look, that's not a good decision. If you walk out of that hospital without a plan, you're probably going to go back to the hospital because you didn't walk out with a plan. So we want to, we want people to be very smart and intelligent about how they're proceeding in the healthcare field, right? How you ask for certain things, right? How do you ask for ascorbic acid without the doctor going, I've never written that order. What are you talking about? Vitamin C in the hospital? There's ways of asking (laughs) these things and advocating. That's why you have an advocate that understands how to do these things. So that story was a super miracle. And the last story out of South Dakota on our, um, this was over a year ago in um, March, 2022, um, Jim and Molly, um, had a hospital visit. Jim was in the hospital for several, several weeks before Molly called us. Molly called and said, look, and Jim was in the highest tier hospital in South Dakota. So people go look up the biggest hospitals in South Dakota in Sioux Falls. They're going to know which hospital I'm talking about. But in Sioux Falls, um, he was there in their intensive care unit. Every day the doctor came in and said, well, Jim, you're not getting any better. We need to intubate you. Now, at that point, Jim was on the highest settings of BiPAP. BiPAP is a mask that goes around your mouth, your mouth and nose, and it's giving high pressure and high oxygen support because his lungs were super sick from the COVID he had, the COVID pneumonia, and he had several other health issues going on, several other. 
doctor. His only thing that the doctor, the intensive care doctor, wanted to do was to intubate Jim. And Jim's like, I don't want that. I'm seeing other people not do so well once they get intubated. I don't want that. I don't want that, doctor. Molly called us and said, look, my husband is really bad. I don't even know what to do. I don't even know what to say. Whenever I'm there, I don't even see the doctor. I, I like, what do we do here? Can, can we get him other help? So we gave them options and we gave them the option to fly out of there. And we flew him out. We sent a critical care team to fly him out. Not just like Joe, Joe Blow Smith, you know, going to pick him up without oxygen and all the right, right necessary things that need for a critical care flight. We found an appropriate critical care team. We found a right physician to send him to. And when the advocate talked to the ICU doctor, the doctor goes, nobody has ever flown out of here. What do you mean? You're going to fly him out of here? And the ICU nurse goes, if you fly him out of here, he's going to die. And well, he said, well, simply if he stays here, he might die too. So, so Jim wanted that option because the doctor wasn't willing to do some of the things that Jim wanted. Now, Jim was looking for things like the FLAC protocol that Pierre Corey talks about and some of the frontline doctors, which is a great protocol. But some of these institutions weren't doing those things. So we found him a place that was doing those things and we got him there safely. And not only did he get better and he's home today, alive and well, um, it just reminds me, if people don't know their options, how can they make an informed decision? And if you're only getting one slice of information from the white coat, I doubt it you're getting all your information as your options. So I say, what do you have to lose to know your other alternatives? What if the pharmaceutical medication is making you more sick? What if the foods you're eating is making you more sick? And that's where we go to work to say, let's figure out what the root cause is, because if we don't go find that, how are you ever going to get better? Well, and I got to tell you, Priscilla, this is incredible information for people to have. And those stories are really, really powerful. And I've got a lot of things percolating inside my head that I want to talk to you about in, in the minutes that we have left. But the first thing I want to say is this, the need for this is so clearly apparent to me. I hope that everybody listening is also seeing why this makes all kinds of sense. First off, you know, you mentioned right at the beginning that, you know, everybody raises their hands when you say, are you scared to go to the hospital? Well, of course, right? There's so many things about the hospital that are um, super intimidating, to say the least, right? And you are essentially, I think most patients in the hospital setting feel like they are being commanded. They're not part of their healthcare team. They are the patient and the doctor and the nurses are the healthcare team. And, and the patient just essentially surrenders and says, do what you're going to do because doctor knows best. Mm -hmm. Well, doctor doesn't always know best. There is a reason why even in medicine, it's often recommended that we get a second or a third opinion on things. Right. And so, but there's that first story that you told, I think really resonated with me on a, on a super high level because you have someone, two people, right? A husband and a wife who are terrified. Yep. And when you are scared, and we saw this during COVID over and over and over again, your ability to make intelligent decisions is restricted dramatically. 
you, you're not able to think through things um, when you're in a state of fear. When you're in that fight or flight mode, uh, you're far more likely to just surrender and let somebody else take over. Well, in this case, with what you're doing, you, they have an option to let somebody essentially take over that is fighting for them. That's right. And as part of their team, as opposed to, as opposed to dictating to them, this is what you're going to do, right? Yeah. Yep. And that, to me, is incredibly powerful. I mean, I'm people who listen to Vitality Radio know that the I'm going to go to the hospital as the very last resort. I mean, I have to pretty much be dying if I'm going to end up in the hospital. But there are reasons why people have to go to the hospital, and I've been to the hospital for before, and, and thankfully I haven't ever had anything you know major that I've had to go for. But even if you break an ankle or you know any of these different things that can potentially happen and put you in the ER, um, at that point when you're in that position, it's like, what do I do? You know, what do I do? And because you're you're scared, you're nervous, you're intimidated. You I, you really do feel like people are saying you do this, you do that, and you really don't have a say in it. And what you're offering feels like to me an incredible opportunity for people to be able to get themselves back in the driver's seat, as you said, and feeling like they have a say, but also get them to the state of calm because they do have an advocate and now they can make much more well thought out and intelligent decisions for their health. And I, I have to tell you, I did I knew a little bit about what you did. I was hopeful that this interview, you know, that I would hear some of these things like this from the interview. But uh, what you're offering is an absolute godsend to people in this position. I, you will absolutely, your number will be on my speed dial uh, from here on out. Because if it ever does happen to me or someone that I love, um, I'll be talking to you. Well, and, and, and I want your listeners to understand, see, the hospital is the last place we want you to be there. But in the event that you do need it, Let's be smart about, right, how we mm -hmm. proceed. And and that's where we really want to empower people. So we only have, we have over 2,000 clients of ours, okay? So we're not, we're a small business, but we are definitely growing. Um, but we only have, I think we're down to maybe five people left in the hospital right now. Out of, that's fantastic. I mean, that's amazing. So, yeah. you know, over 90% of our clients are like, look, I need a game plan so I stay out of the hospital. I want to make sure I've got these things in order. That's the goal. The goal is not to go to the hospital. The goal is to figure out what is your current issue, whatever it might be, even down to medical bills. When somebody goes, somebody literally just calls, called us and said, look, I'm turning 65, Medicare, what do I do? Do I need all of these stuff? Like, what do we even do? I don't know. Well, it's nice to be able to talk to somebody that knows the system to say, yep, you're good. You're on the right plan. You're good to go. Here's how yeah, to do so, it. Someone who's not trying to sell you something, right? That's right. Yeah. That's you're exactly. already on the team. You're already paid for what you're doing. And and then you get to uh, give people the th that valuable information that they yes. need. And and I'll tell you, it's interesting because I, I probably know more than my share of um, some of these hospital horror stories and some of these things that can go wrong. Unfortunately, I've had, um, I, I've had, I shouldn't say, unfortunately, I've had the honor to interview a lot of people who've been through some of these things. The stories are unfortunate, but what I've learned from them has been invaluable. And um, I can think of like people are just rolling through my mind that could have used what you have to offer now. And what I love about what you're doing and correct me if I'm wrong, but what it what it sounds like to me is that you are you've opened up the possibilities for people 
that they get to really pick the path that they want to take, whether they want to go a more alternative route or they do feel more comfortable going with a more medical pharmaceutical route, but with better information to pursue that route, or maybe it's a hybrid of the two, Uh, you know, some pharmaceutical, some natural, that kind of thing. And with people that actually have, that are competent in helping them make those decisions. And in the end, it appears to me that the, the decision ultimately is still the patient's decision, but now they have all the information in front of them. That's exactly right. And we have a lot of people that have never even heard of some of the alternatives out there. They are fully traditional. They've only, you know, just followed the the medical doctor. Um, and that's fine. We meet people where they're at, not where we want them to be. We meet them where they're at because we need to connect to them to say, you know what, you're important. Let's help you out with those next steps. If they're not ready to hear things or if they don't want to hear things about you know, finding ways to, you know, killing cancer or things like that. Look, that's okay. That's where they're at. If they want to go do all of that, great. We're here for people as they need. And there should be no mandate on what you need to decide for your own health. You just need all the information so you can make an informed decision. And um, I just think people make much better decisions these days when they know they have options. Well, informed consent is a is a big fight right now in this country, right? Especially when it comes to things like the COVID vaccine and, and some of the other things yep. that we've seen over the last few years. Uh, but it's it's been a struggle for a long time uh, for a lot of people. They, you know, they get some very, very, very low detail information from the facility, from the doctor, the nurses, whatever. And they're essentially just left to say, okay, if that's what you think is best, you know, that's what I'll do because I don't know any better, right? I'm not, I didn't go to medical school. I don't have this background. Um, And yet we, we end up, I think, making decisions for our health that are, in some cases, life and death, and certainly in other cases, still uh, have significant risk involved um, based on very little informed uh, information and informed consent. And in many cases, none at all, really. It's just, this is what we're going to do. And you're the patient and I'm the doctor. So here goes. And uh, I've done a lot of interviews, Priscilla, (laughs) on Vitality Radio. And this is one of the most exciting ones I've ever done. It really is. And I'm not buttering you up because we get to speak together in a month. Um, This is really, really cool. It's extremely needed. Um, You have so much of my respect for what you're doing. This is just awesome. So thank you so much for doing this. Well, it's exciting to be able to really connect with people and even our team of advocates. We have over 20 advocates um, and they're everywhere and we don't care where the problem is or what's going on. We just have a figured out mindset. And with our experience, we bring that boldness to people because they, they are, they're frustrated with the healthcare system. They feel like they're a number. They're not being feel, felt like they're heard. And I'm sick and tired of that. And and there's a lot of great doctors and nurses in these hospitals today. Not all of them are bad at all, but they are strapped to what they can really tell you and what they can do. Yes. So we need to untie that. We need to unpack it for people and give them a roadmap to success again. And um, it's just, it's so exciting to be able to like just inspire people to go, you don't, you don't have to be dictated by that diagnosis to win. There is so much more than that. 
And um, I, I just put up things as a challenge, right? Okay, sure, you got that diagnosis. Well, good luck. We're going to take that down because you are worth it. People are worth it. Humanity is worth it. And um, man, I don't know why I got into this some days because there's some tricky things happen out there. But I really feel blessed to be a part of such an amazing team that has People just called me. I didn't know of any of these people before. They called and said, hey, I want to be a part of your mission. This is awesome. And, um, you know, it, it's a great service. So we help with individuals. Families come to us. We have families up of 10 on one account, and they just use the time as they need it. We're a time-based service, super easy to get started. And the latest thing that we're doing is group plans. So we have businesses coming to us going, look, I don't want any of my staff to be fearful of any of these COVID potential lockdowns again. I don't want them to be scared about their health. I can't talk to them as an employer for them, but can I give them a patient advocate? Yes, you can. You can get one of our large group plans. They buy a bundle of hours, then their staff call when they have questions and needs because the goal is to make sure that staff person can, it, can be more productive and show up to work because they're running a business. Right. So this is a benefit that companies are looking for because insurance, although it could be great and amazing and employee assistant programs, EAP programs, they could be great. Those things would be perfect, but they do not do what an independent patient advocacy business does like grave care. We know that because our people tell us, they're like, nobody's ever told us this stuff. Because we're independent. We don't work for the healthcare system. We don't work for the pharmaceutical, their insurance company. We work for you. And that is ultimately what matters because that that is what an advocate really is, right? Uh, someone who's actually working for the individual who's hired them to work for them. I, I love this. Unfortunately, we are uh, out of time. I, I, as I said before, now I really... <laughs> I really know we could talk for hours. Um, so let's go ahead and uh, and wrap up a couple of things for those of you listening uh, to this uh, amazing story about great care and where it came from and what it is. Uh, first off, in the show description, you've got the websites, uh, greatcare.com. Um, you've got a direct phone number that we'll have in there that you can call or text um, to get more information. Uh, if you want to donate uh, for other people to, that uh, maybe have a challenge affording advocacy, that's an option that we'll have in yep. there for you as well. Priscilla, you are amazing. I am so excited to have had the opportunity to meet you. I'm so glad that I got to talk to you prior to the event. I can't wait to hear what you have to say at the symposium. Thank you so much for your time and for your advocacy uh, on the behalf of people who really need it. Uh, I am so excited about what you do. Well, thank you for having me on, Jared. I am excited about the Utah event. So everybody just needs to get their tickets and come because it is going to be amazing. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I am going to let you go. Uh, we will talk very soon, Priscilla. And um, if anybody has questions about anything they've just heard, again, all of the contact information is in the show description, but you can also call us at Vitality Nutrition uh, at 801-292-6662. We'll have the information for you there as well. Uh, you know, if you're at all like I am, things shifted a little bit in your life when COVID came around. And uh, you started to uh, make new friends and uh, maybe 
lose some friends, unfortunately, too. There was a lot of craziness during that time in everybody's lives. One of the things that I was so, it sounds funny to be grateful for a pandemic, um, but I have to say that I was very grateful for a few things uh, when all of that stuff was going on in 2020 and 2021 and 2022. And then it kind of felt like it was getting back to normal in 2023. And then now we're hearing whispers of maybe it's not going to be as normal anymore. When 2024 rolls around, we'll see. But my gratitude for that whole thing was this new circle of friends that I found that were amazing individuals that really cared about things that are near and dear to my heart. Things like freedom, you know, liberty, the ability to do what we will with our own bodies uh, and to not have those things uh, shoved down upon us. And one of the greatest freedom fighters that I've ever met, who I am so grateful to be able to call a true friend of mine, is here with me on Vitality Radio today. Her name is Kristen Chevrier. Kristen, welcome back to Vitality Radio. Thank you, Jared. I'm glad that we got to know each other and that we are friends. Absolutely. We, uh, it, it, I am so in awe of so many of these amazing people that I get to actually call friends, uh, like on a real level where I feel like we, it's not just a, a, you know, a working relationship, Mm -hmm. but I actually feel like I know and care about the individual. And there's so many that over the last few years that I didn't know prior to uh, the last several years that uh, are now near and dear to my heart. And you are, of course, one of those people. And there's a variety of reasons for that. One is I just think you're one of the most genuine human beings I've ever met, which I greatly appreciate that uh, and knowing where you stand on things, which I love. But also, I just admire what you do in the fight for health freedom with your health freedom. So for people who aren't aware of who you are and what you do, let's talk a little bit about what I call YHF, Your Health Freedom Utah, uh, the organization that you founded and um, run so well today. So we started Your Health Freedom Utah. Um, it was in 2015. And the reason that we started it was that there was some legislation being considered in the in the Utah legislature to make it so that it would be harder to get exemptions for your school children and vaccine exemptions. And what they wanted to do is take it from a one-time K-12 exemption to a annual exemption and attach a fee to it and also um, require that you take their education module. I call it the indoctrination module. But Mm -hmm. (laughs) because that's what it really is. I've gone through the whole thing very, very carefully. And I actually wrote a 12 page rebuttal to the education module, which I gave to the legislature. And I also gave it to the health department, but nothing happened. Um, So that bill was supposed to be going through in that session and it was making good progress It had already sailed through the house. And we, we got on board about that time and went up and worked with the Senate and got the bill amended to the point where the, the original sponsor didn't want the bill anymore. And so she circled it. And when you circle it, it sits there on the, the list until the session ends or you pull it from the circle. And so you bring it back to the floor. So it never came back to the floor after we amended it in the Senate. 
So that was the genesis of this organization, but I am assuming there wasn't really an organization much at that point. No, there wasn't. No, I just, I made an email list of the people I usually annoy with political things. (laughs) (laughs) The ones who haven't asked me to stop or hadn't at Uh that point asked me to stop. And so I had about 100 people on the list and I emailed them every time anything changed on that bill. And I asked them to please email your legislators and ask them this or request this or whatever. You know, I I gave them pretty careful instructions like I usually do. Um, Mm -hmm. And and then I had a group of probably five people that was up at the Capitol every week during the session. And we were talking to legislators and it was really our first experience. Most of us... um, most of us had never done anything like this at all. I had been involved politically for years, but I hadn't really spent a lot of time at the Capitol. Most of my involvement was educating people on a local level and working with the the state and county Republican parties to try to engage the grassroots. So I had a lot of experience with working with legislators and also with working with the public, but I had never really lobbied for or against a bill. So, so that was the beginning. And, um, Melissa Anderson and I realized as soon as we were done with that, that this wasn't the end, it was the beginning. And Mm -hmm. so we needed to have an organization in place so that we could move forward and be ready for whatever was going to come. And we had no idea how bad it was going to get. But we went, um, we went for a few years and, and then got to that measles thing. I don't know if you remember the big measles. Um, was it in Fuji? I, I can't remember where the big issue was. Yeah, I, I do remember. I don't remember all the details of it, but it was something I definitely talked about on Vitality Radio back right. then, too. Yeah. And. And it was this big, scary thing, which now right. we know was the ramp up for COVID, but mm-hmm. we didn't know that at the time. So I think that, that our developing this organization and getting, the, getting it on the ground and, and building relationships with legislators was, um, I think it was one of the God things that has happened over these past several years we started almost nine years ago and and we were well prepared for the COVID situation we also learned a lot during the COVID situation but we were up there working on bills passing bills killing bills and we've been up there ever since that first year nine years ago yeah. And, and it's crazy stuff. You know, I've told you this personally on multiple occasions, and I've said it to a lot of other people as well. We need people who are, A, willing to take the time and the energy required to do this kind of work, but also people that are capable of wrapping their heads around some of this stuff. I consider myself to be a pretty intelligent person. Now, not everybody that knows me would consider me to be intelligent, but I consider myself to be a pretty intelligent person. But I start reading you know, what I call the legalese, right, of, of uh, anything that's, that was written by a doctor or a, well, sorry, not a doctor, a lawyer or a, or a politician uh, or any kind of a bill. And I'm looking at that thing and thinking, 
I can barely make heads or tails of any of this stuff. And I see your emails and I get your text uh, messages. And as you stated earlier, you very carefully lay out, okay, this is how we're approaching this bill because this is, you know, we know how to do this now. We've got the experience. We've done this for nine years. We know how to get in there and be effective and not sound like a bunch of whack jobs when we're trying to approach the legislature of the state of Utah. And that has incredible value. So I always tell people, you know, assuming that you agree with the premise of what your health freedom is trying to accomplish with this particular bill, you know, understand what the bill is uh, and what it's attempting to do or undo or whatever it is, then all you have to do is just listen to Kristen and follow her instructions and you'll do just fine. But if you try and do it on your own, it's like, oh, my gosh, what do I even go from here? We need people like you on the ground fighting for this stuff. I know there are little organizations in, I imagine, every state in this union of ours uh, that are doing this kind of work. And I know you have friends that do mm-hmm. this in other in, in other states in this country as well. But for my money, nobody's doing it better in Utah anyway than your health freedom. Uh, I just so much admire Thank what you. you do. And it's not just what you're doing legislatively, which is huge. But it's also what you're doing from a an awareness standpoint uh, and getting just information in front of people's faces that they might not otherwise have access to. And one of the ways that you do that is this amazing annual symposium that you do every October. And, of course, we're coming right up on that now, October Correct me if I'm wrong. Sixth and seventh. Do I have the right dates there? Sixth and seventh. I know it's Friday and Saturday, but I I always get the dates a little screwed up. So October 6th and 7th. Now, I have now been a part of two of these where I've actually been able to speak uh, at the Your Health uh, Freedom Symposium. And these are incredible events. I tell people this for me, this is like a Super Bowl level thing. I'd way rather attend this than a Super Bowl party. And I used to be a really big fan of the (laughs) NFL. Um, I've kind of given up on those guys. But regardless, this is such an amazing event. And whether I was speaking at it or not speaking at it, it's so much fun for a couple of reasons. And it's not like it's this big party where everybody's just, you know, laughing and having a good time. There's some pretty serious stuff being discussed at your event. But what I love about it is you get hundreds of people in a room who are mostly about most of these issues anyway, like-minded, who really do care on a deep level about our Constitution, who care about the value of the liberty that we purport to have in this country, uh, but seems to be consistently uh, being whittled away uh, by the powers that be, and really get educated on these things on a level that not only empowers us, uh, but I think motivates us to do better as citizens and try to take our part uh, in protecting the freedoms that we that we have and, and hopefully regaining some that we've lost as well. Right. Um, it's, it's super important for people to understand the background behind the issues. And we are bringing in some amazing people. Um, we have Mickey Willis coming who has done the Plandemic movies. And he has a wealth of knowledge to share. And I wish we could have the time to sit and watch his movies, but those are available elsewhere. So what we're going to do is just take advantage of some of his his knowledge and let him speak to us. And then right after Mickey, we have Jared St. Clair speaking. Oh, I've so, heard of him. Yeah. yeah. 
I, <laughs> he's a good friend of mine. Um, and Jared has so much information. We could give him the whole day and we would, we would walk away very well informed and fed by the information that Jared has to share, but we don't have the whole day. So he and um, Robert Scott Bell are each going to speak for 20 minutes and then they're going to do a combined Q&A, which is going to be a fun thing that we've never done before. Uh, we've done a Q&A before, but not with these two. And um, I think that's going to be really interesting and, and fun to watch. We also have a lady, Priscilla Romans, who is the founder and CEO of Graith Care. She actually named her business after her daughters, Grace and Faith. She combined mm, okay. their names. So I wondered where that Graith. came from. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she's an amazing woman. She saw a need for people to have advocates, for patients to have advocates. And as I'm sure you were, probably most of you know, during COVID particularly, um, I think most of us had some experience with either a, a close friend or family member who needed advocacy in, in the hospital. And I know I spent seven weeks advocating for a friend of mine who was in the hospital and she was post COVID and we tried to get her all of the things that would have helped her and we couldn't. And she ended up dying. Um, a very, very tragic situation. And um, so I guess Priscilla, with her advocacy, hit uh, a really tender chord for me. For sure. Um, because that was so close to me. And I, I was the one who was going in and talking to the hospital administrators and basically fighting for Amy's life. So... Um, I know the need for this, and I know you know as well with yeah. all of the other podcasts that you do. Um, I will also be speaking very briefly, talking about some legislation that we've passed and legislation that um, we're working on for the next session. Um, there are going to be things coming up in the, the next several months that we're going to want to address legislatively. Um. We also have a master gardener coming, which I feel is health related because we need to know how to grow our own food and be able to manage our nutrition ourselves because that's not going to continue to happen for us at the grocery store. In fact, it could be argued that it's not happening right now. <laughs> so. Well, and, and I'll I'll step in for a second, too, because Caleb Warnock is who you're referring to. And Caleb's been a guest on Vitality Radio in the past. I've I've read uh, a couple of his books. And I mean, this guy, he is indeed a master at what he does. He's very, very good at it and uh, speaks very passionately about it. He's, he's fun to listen to, I think, he is even fun. though he's talking about gardening, which I think I got to tell you, Kristen, I need to change my perception or, or my approach to gardening, it seems terrible. I can't stand the thought of, <laughs> of gardening. Yeah. I, I want to. I want to learn how to garden. Like, I want to enjoy gardening. There are people that put their hands in the soil and they think it's the most beautiful, amazing thing in the world. And I'm embarrassed to admit that that is not me. Uh, but when I listen to Caleb, he does. He gives me that kind of oomph of like, okay, I can do this. And, and I, when yeah. I have gardened, 
I have enjoyed the you know fruits of my labor, uh, but uh, I haven't done that well at it that I thought, oh, I'm going to keep doing this. So I'm excited either. to listen to Caleb. You're, yeah. <laughs> you're, well, you're always up at the at the state capitol, <laughs> so you've got an excuse. They don't have a garden up there. But uh, one thing I'll I'll step into before I forget: most of the people that Kristen's mentioning will be or will be or have been on uh, Vitality Radio over the last few weeks uh, as we have been talking about this and promoting this event. I have to tell you, and you heard me talk about Be Healthy Utah, uh, which happened back in February, which I also love as my other big favorite event of the of the year. There is, I really don't believe that anything happens in Utah that uh, you can attend in person if you're here local. And if you're not local and you have the wherewithal, come anyway, because uh, you, it will be worth it. This is a truly amazing event. There's not another event that I could encourage somebody to go to more than your Health Freedom Symposium. I love this event so much. You could ask my sweet fiance how giddy I get as September rolls around. And it's like, it's only one more month until your health freedom. I'm so excited. <laughs> it's like I get to be there with, you know, my people uh, learning and growing together. It's it's such an amazing event. I so encourage you to please, please, please come on. The the 7th is the symposium. The 6th is the, is the gala. And this, the gala always sells out, right? That one's that's a little bit of a tough ticket. But the symposium, typically, there are some seats available yeah. still. We'd love to sell it out, and we should sell it out because there's no reason that we shouldn't. It's incredible. But uh, anyway, I, I I digress. But let's go on to the the list of of so uh, other speakers. So just one more thing on Caleb. We actually discussed having a comedian come just because we wanted to bring some levity in, and mm-hmm. then we realized if we had Caleb come. We could have a comedian and a master gardener, and we didn't have to spend time on a comedian alone. So, so Caleb is filling both of those um, roles. Yeah, I, and I've considered myself the comedian the last couple of years, so I got to step That's up my true. game. Two comedians. Yeah. Caleb's All a right. funny guy. He, he is. is. He's a funny guy. Well, I I am very excited to listen to him. So Andre Angelantoni, um, he is from well, he's from Canada. But he's been living in the U.S. for a long time, except that now I think he's living in Mexico. But um, he is a very interesting character himself. Um, But he started something called the Vaccine Course because he wanted to be able to teach people the history and all of the stuff about vaccines so that they would understand it from the ground up. And so he's got this thing called the Vaccine Course, and he actually... um, the vaccine course debuted two years ago at the symposium. He, he did yes. the, the, the big announcement was at the symposium mm-hmm. when we, and were I had him on vitality radio right after that, talking about it. it's fascinating. So he is actually coming not to talk about the vaccine course. He's coming to talk about open bears. And the reason oh, interesting. is that he's very good friends with the lady who does open bears but she has had several threats and things where she doesn't want her face to be out in the public. So he's bringing her information to help us see what has actually happened with bears and what we need to know. So that's what he's going to be talking about this time. Um, Pierre Corey. I was talking to my videographer about Pierre and he said, you know, I don't care about celebrities 
except for Pierre Corey. And he <laughs> said, he said, and then I'm the biggest fan girl out there. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome i told pierre and he loved it um pierre is also going to be on your show if he hasn't already been um but pierre he was one of the big big great doctors worldwide he had written a book about um, ultrasonography and he was the expert the national expert on that when covid happened and then he saw what was happening with COVID. He'll tell you, he told us last, last time, he came last year, um, that he read the New York Times from cover to cover every day and believed every word of it. Yeah. And then COVID happened. And he was one of the founders of the Frontline Critical Care Alliance, the FLCCC, um, because he felt like there was something wrong. And the information that people needed to get was not getting to them, the life-saving information. And so he made that his mission. And he's fun to listen to and very smart. And just he's just great. I love Pierre. Yeah. If you haven't listened to Pierre Corey before, uh, you know, you don't have to look very hard to find stuff uh, online uh, and get a, a little bit of an idea of the kind of... Uh, the kind of intellect that he has, the kind of uh, knowledge he has when it comes to all of this controversial stuff. And he he's incredible to listen to. He's incredibly engaging as a speaker, but the information is just as good. So yeah, he was he was at the uh, last year's symposium and he's just fantastic. And he just wrote a book called The War Against Ivermectin. Mm -hmm. It was it's either the war on or the war against Ivermectin. And he goes into great detail about all of the history of ivermectin and how many things it's done to help um, in various situations. So it's, it's one of those drugs that is very safe and very versatile. And so, and, and it's also fun. I told him I love his voice in the book. It's so fun to listen to him. Um, Meryl Nass yeah, is I, coming. Oh, go ahead. What were you going to say? I was just going to say, I haven't, I haven't listened to it yet, but it's on my list uh, for sure. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. Well, I, when I say his voice, I was reading it, but I could hear him. I'll be listening it. to it. Yeah. yeah. No, I get you. Cause you, you totally could. Yeah. I, one of the great pleasures I had last year after the uh, event was sitting down to dinner with Pierre Corey uh, and Bree Dressen, one of my dear friends. Uh, we sat and spoke for I don't know, 90 minutes uh, at the little speaker's dinner that we had afterwards. And it was just fascinating. If you get a chance to listen to Pierre Corey, you should. Yes, absolutely. Meryl Nass is another rock star. She just had her license taken away um, because they said that she was teaching things that weren't accurate, but all she was doing was telling people the truth. So she is a specialist in vaccine-induced illness, biological warfare, chronic fatigue syndrome, Gulf War illness, fibromyalgia, and toxicology. And she's coming from Maine. So her, her uh, presentation should be very interesting. Um, then we have Jancy Chun-Lindsay, who is not a medical doctor, um, even though it says that on my flyers, <laughs> she's a PhD. I had her listed as doctor and it somehow got translated into MD, but she is a PhD. She's the director of toxicology and molecular biology for the toxicology support services. 
And she's done a lot of um, research into the miscarriage rates uh, following the rollout of the COVID vaccines. Hmm. Um, And she is also working on a national project right now to ban mRNA vaccines nationwide um, because of the problems that are associated with them. And this is not a secret. This is like people know that mRNA vaccines have a really bad, um, well, they're very dangerous track record yeah they have a bad track record thank you yeah all you have to do is listen to my other podcast dearly discarded to hear every horror story you need to hear about those yep absolutely so the another person that's coming is leah clancy leah davis clancy actually um i need to correct to that on my flyers because she likes to go by leah davis um She is right now a BYU student, but she's been studying yoga and mindfulness, and she's going to take a few minutes to teach us about breathing and how important breathing is for health and for um, just peacefulness and being able to relax and weather the storm. So um, I know you've done some stuff on breathing in some of your Mm -hmm. classes, haven't you? Yeah, I'm a big believer in breath work. That'll be really, really uh, well worth listening to. You know, uh, RSB, Robert Scott Bell, and I are going to talk a little bit about the anxiety uh, and depression and things that people experienced during COVID this last go around and how people that are pretty aware of what's going on and, uh, you know, fairly awake to some of this craziness that's happening, how... You know, they talk about blissful ignorance, Kristen, right? Yeah. And there are a lot of people who, whose eyes were opened, I'll say, and, and kind of peeked behind the curtain during COVID and couldn't unsee what they saw. And one of those people is, is my sweet Jen. She didn't know most of this stuff. She grew up in a very medically oriented family with a mother who's a nurse and a sister who's a nurse. And she was a oh. CNA herself. And when she met me, she thought I was just a total wacko. Uh, and I am. But uh, she, <laughs> she found out that I actually had a little bit of insight on some of these things that she didn't previously have. And as such... Um, she talks fairly often about this whole idea of, you know, ignorance being bliss and how she's so grateful to have the knowledge that she has, but it does come with an extra level of stress and some anxieties and things like that. And one of the things that Robert and I are planning to speak on at the symposium on the 7th is how to, um, how to, turn that around and be able to look at this and the challenges that we face in this country, the challenges that we face with the government and medical and corporate pressure uh, when it comes to some of these things that we dealt with during COVID and some of these things that may be on the horizon now, how we can actually look at those things as, yes, challenging, but also opportunities that we can use to um, gain more understanding, to help our neighbor and to become more free, not more restricted based on these things that are happening. And at the very beginning, I talked about how I have so much gratitude in my heart uh, for what I experienced during COVID. COVID and the challenges that came with COVID were universal. Nobody escaped that thing 
unchanged in some way, I don't think. Uh, and I certainly include myself in that. But I learned during that process that those challenges that came with COVID created a ton of opportunity. And some of my dearest friends who I did not know existed uh, became my friends during that time. I fell in love with the woman of my dreams during that time. Uh, there were so many amazing things that could occur if we were able to rise above the anxieties of the moment and take the opportunities that presented themselves, opportunities to get more educated, opportunities to find deeper and better relationships. Uh, there really are some amazing, beautiful things that come out of the challenges. Nobody nobody can deny that some of the most challenging times in their lives have yielded some of the most beautiful fruits. And as we face these things, which are coming at us 100 miles an hour right now from government, from corporations, from pharmacy, and so on, we do have the opportunity to rise above the anxiety and embrace the beauty that can come with those things. And uh, so that's a lot of what we'll be speaking on at the symposium. And, and that, along with the breath work, you know, hopefully people will come away from this, and I believe that they will, feeling more empowered and not more fearful. And that's what I always want. I want people to come and learn what they need to learn to be empowered. I don't want people to be fearful. Being fearful doesn't solve anything and it, and it doesn't fix anything. It just makes it harder. So if we can, if we can go at it um, with information and, and know what we're going to do if such and such happens, then I think we're far better off or what we can do because something did happen. So that, that is the objective of the symposium is to help people feel empowered. And I, and I can say that I, I'm not alone in this. I know that that is how people walk away from your symposium. I, I've heard it Good. dozens and dozens of times that people feel more empowered, more energized, less fearful. Uh, you know, preparation is really the, the great defeater of fear anyway. If we, if we know what's coming and we're aware, uh, we can then uh, rise above the fear and the anxieties and, and be empowered instead and, and help our fellow man to understand some of these things as well. Right. So there are two other speakers. Um, Christina Bogus is a state school board member and she is a fireball and you will really want to hear her. She's a lot of fun to listen to and she is an award-winning educator. Yeah. So she's going to be talking about some of the things we need to be aware of in the public schools and some of the reasons that we might want to homeschool and some of the things to consider if we are going to homeschool. So it'll be a very interesting presentation. Okay, so also Trisha Lindsay is coming to speak. She's a New York civil rights attorney, and she has experience in nursing, uh, public education, and law. So she's quite an interesting person, and she is dynamite. I heard her speak in Atlanta and the entire time she was speaking, she had people standing up and applauding. And she didn't stop speaking when, she, when they were applauding. She just kept getting louder. <laughs> <laughs> so, it was so fun to listen to her. Sounds like you got a couple of high energy people to wrap up the day. Yeah, then. yeah that's great. Yeah, it's going to be that's good. Great. 
I think we've got energy going all day long. So I'm pretty yeah. excited about it. It sounds like a great lineup. I haven't heard all of these people speak, but the ones I have heard speak are fantastic. And uh, what you're telling me about the others uh, gets me even more excited. So this event, the Your Health Freedom Symposium, it's it's annual in Utah. And as I said, I've been uh, a part of the last couple. I'll be a part of this one. It is not to be missed. It is absolutely fantastic. Kristen, how can people uh, get more information? How do they get tickets? Uh, what, what do they need to know? So the website is yourhealthfreedom.org. When I say this, people always think my health freedom. It's not, the website is your health freedom. Okay. Yourhealthfreedom.org. And just go there. You can click on the link for gala tickets or symposium tickets. There's a discount code for if you heard it on Jared's show. Um, I think it's Vitality 20. Okay. And you get $20 off of, of the ticket. Uh, that would be off the symposium ticket. Like we said, we usually sell out the gala. We've always sold out the gala. Um, but we, we do discounts on the symposium tickets. So $20 off on symposium tickets, that's Vitality 20. And we would love to have you come and bring your friends. You will be glad that you came. 100%. Yeah, it is a, it's a fantastic event. If you're uh, you know driving down the street listening to this or out for a run or wherever you listen to your podcast, um, we will have a link for yourhealthfreedom.org in the show description. We'll have that uh, promo code for you. We'll verify that that is the correct code and that that works and everything. We'll get that in there for you. Uh, the event is October. The gala is October 6th. Uh, the symposium is October 7th. Uh, all of these speakers that we're talking about will be uh, speaking at on the 7th, and that's when I'll be speaking as well. Uh, the gala is a dinner. And, and what are you, what else do you have going for the gala? There's always some sort of we like have, a round table or something. Yeah, it's a panel discussion. I'm still ironing out all the details okay. on that. But um, but the gala, just so people know, the gala is in Lehigh and the um, symposium is in West Jordan, just so that people know before they buy tickets that where, where it's going to be. But both of the events are very informative and fun. And the gala is kind of a dress up, sit down dinner kind of thing. So it's a little different atmosphere. And the symposium is just all day fun and education and networking and vendors. And it's going to be good. Yeah. And Vitality Radio, Vitality Nutrition will be a vendor at the event as well. So you can come and actually, yep. you know, talk to me and my team and, and get to know us a little bit better as well. Kristen, as always, it's a pleasure to have you on. It's a pleasure to be part of uh, what you're doing. If your health freedom and the your health freedom symposium, we'll be doing everything we can to get as many people there as possible because it is a not to be missed event. And I really, really do mean that. Kristen, thanks so much for everything you Thank do. Thank you. Thank you so much for your support. Absolutely. Thanks for joining me on Vitality Radio. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and wrap up the show now. My name is Jared St. Clair, and this has been Vitality Radio. You've been listening to the Vitality Radio podcast. Enjoy your week. In the meantime, Jared will be feverishly searching for the latest nutrition info to educate you on and wading into mounds of propaganda to help steer you through it. Vitality Radio is researched and written by Jared St. Clair. Our awesome music is by Brian Bob Young. 
Support Vitality Radio by subscribing and giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or your favorite podcast source. Don't forget to follow us at Vitality Radio on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Please let us know your thoughts about this episode by using the hashtag Vitality Radio Podcast. And if you like what you hear, go tell somebody with a share, a screenshot, or an airdrop. Thank you.